Hello, my friends. Ah, this episode is a dedication and a gift to every single one of you going through some major transition or maybe a minor one. This uh, fall season of transitions and change has me thinking a lot about it. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of tea, and let's take a new perspective on transition. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? <laughs> if you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be such a great day. When shifts and transitions occur, we have an opportunity to see the transition as a sign of the greatness that's about to occur. That's it. That's it. That's how I want us to frame this today. This is such an exciting change in our lives right now, this seasonal change. And it's got me really excited about transitions. It's got me really excited about the hope and the possibility of it. And I really am eager to welcome any of you who are going through some transition. And spoiler alert, we're all always going through transition. Change is one of those things that is truth. You know, there's so, there are a few things we can rely on in this world. Death, yes. Taxes, yes. And here's the third one. This is the Terranism. Change. And thank God for change. Nothing is permanent. The impermanence of everything is the magic and the beauty. And that is where I want us to focus today. You know, I have a really good friend who's in the process of selling his practice right now. And there's fear, there's trepidation, there's old stories and attachments, you know, who am I if I'm no longer the owner of this practice? And trust me, I've been through that myself. The identity that we attach to that label, right? Or even the fragility of the financial situation, the unknown, right? I have a pretty good idea of what my financial situation looks like now, but with this change, what's it going to mean, right? Or how other people perceive us, especially if like my friend, you've been doing this for decades. This is how people know me. What am I going to be perceived as or how are other people going to look at me when I'm no longer this title? I have another friend who's just starting her practice from scratch. And so there's another transition, the very beginning of her career, the very beginning of creating an identity 
around something. And this is scary for her too. Am I going to do it right? Am I going to be good at it? Am I good enough? What if I fail? All those fearful questions start to come up. I have another friend who's actually an empty nester now for the first time. Her last child just left the house and went to college. And now this whole transition time feels different to her too. In fact, I was talking to them the other night and um, her husband was saying how it's hitting him at a different time, at a different space than his wife. His wife was very emotional on the day it happened. And now it's kind of happening over time for him. His transition is feeling more stretched out. He feels like she really dealt with it in one emotional boom, <laughs> saying goodbye to their, their daughter. And he's really feeling like now it's beginning to become more apparent. It wasn't so clear when she left, but as time goes on and he's seeing, oh, she's not in her room on a Sunday afternoon, or I would have picked this up for her at the store and now there's no reason for me to do it. Now the grief is beginning to set in. Whenever we're in a recognized time of transition, whether it be something big like selling your practice, starting your practice, a child leaving home, a child being introduced into the family, right, as a new parent, or something a little smaller, maybe something that's very personal to you, a transition time in terms of your own understanding of yourself, a new awareness of yourself, oh, I'm beginning to understand and love myself differently. I'm beginning to recognize growth in my personal development. Any of those transition times, we can take one of two perspectives, an empowered perspective or a disempowered perspective. We can see it as a loss or stripping away of old identities, of old material attachments, of old labels, of old stories, of old relationships even. We can see it as a loss or we can see it as freedom and opportunity and possibility. And I just feel called in this moment as these beautiful leaves are changing all around me here in Maine, as we witness the ease that nature goes through transition. So predictable. There's a fall and then a spring and then a, I'm sorry, a fall and then a winter and then a spring. I skipped right over that. That was a little Freudian slip, right? <laughs> you know, and then after spring, there's summer and then there's fall again. Nature just does it so effortlessly. Life and death and the cycles of it. And we just keep going round and round and round. And nature doesn't force or pretend it's not happening or resist. That's such a human thing. Such a human trait to resist change. And yet change is inevitable. So can we look at it from a new perspective? Can we look at it as a place of enormous possibility? Because guess what? It's the only place that possibility lives is in change and transition and the un 
unknown. And really, that's where the fear lies, right? It's in the unknown. We don't know. We know what is now. We've experienced what is now and what was the past. But the future is unknown. And when these shifts happen and transitions happen, the unknown feels intangible and scary. But that's where possibility and opportunity lives. That's where creativity and growth and evolution lives. It can be enormously empowering. And that's where we take back our power. And that's where the nugget of success, true success, fulfillment, happiness lives in that perspective of a transition time being an opportunity. It's an opportunity in so many ways. And let's go through what transition times can be opportunities for. Number one is it's an opportunity to purge. Right now, we're busy selling one of our, our homes, our lake house. This is a transition time. And it was a home that we used for our family coming together. We used to invite extended family. Our kids had fun in the lake. It was getting away from work. It was getting away from the usual daily life pattern. And so that lake house holds a lot of beautiful memories. This transition can feel uncomfortable selling this home, but it's a beautiful opportunity to purge, not just material things. And those of you who have ever moved house know the challenge of moving is always overwhelming. You know, the, the time that we need to invest in throwing things out, cleaning things up, and then packing things up in storage or moving. But it's a beautiful opportunity to purge. And transition times are not just purging material things. It's actually an opportunity to release what is no longer serving us. So even in that old identity, even in that old title, doctor, dentist, mother, whatever that title was that is now transforming, we get to release and purge parts of it that no longer serve us. So in the lake house, for example, my husband and I get to release all the upkeep, right? We get to purge that extra upkeep, those extra trips. My husband right here, right now today has the day off from work and guess where he is? He's at the lake house mowing, <laughs> mowing the grass, right? We get to purge that extra burden that for a while we just kind of took for granted and was a part of that old identity. But in transition times, we get to actually reflect and see, ah, what part of that, of, of that identity, of that label, of that former version of myself, can I now happily, gratefully, gracefully release and not carry with me into the next version of myself? Even in transition of a practice or ownership of a practice, this beautiful friend of mine who's now starting her practice from scratch, even in starting in transitioning into a new beginning, we get to purge an old identity of self, someone who needed to be dependent on someone else who knew more. I get to release that identity or limiting belief that someone knew more than I did, or even that it needed to look a certain way. So purging is a beautiful process 
in transition. We get to choose how we spend our time, our attachment to time. And this is such a great opportunity that I think many of us miss, especially when we're starting a new venture, whether it's starting retirement or starting a business or starting a new partnership or starting a side gig or starting a parenting adventure, we actually get to choose an intention of time. And we get to reflect on old habits of time, old perceptions of time. For me, what that looked like was old attachments to busyness, not necessarily fruitful busyness, but really just hustle, the hustle mentality, which we kind of sometimes develop, especially in medicine and dentistry and business ownership. We try to get the most done in a day possible. But really, when we're transitioning, we get to reevaluate that part of ourselves and say, how do I want this next venture to look? Do I still want to attach to the label of busy? And for those of you just listening to this podcast and not watching on, on the YouTube version, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> busy. How many of us attach to that label? And the beautiful thing about transitions is we get to reevaluate that label and possibly purge it for ourselves. Just because it's who you were yesterday does not mean it's a life sentence, does not mean it's written in stone. Because just as transition and change is truth, is happening all the time, the same is true of you and I. We are not the same person we were yesterday. Your body is not the same body as it was yesterday, let alone 10 years ago. So we get to reevaluate and say, do I still want to attach to this label of busy? Another great label is the label of needing other people's validation. Do I still want to attach to needing other people's approval? Another great opportunity to purge an identity. And we can do so, so easily with intention. And all it takes is awareness and recognizing this possibility, this opportunity in transition, and then having intention of how we want it to look into the next step in our lives. And I think that's where most people actually do themselves the biggest disservice, is not having clarity of how they want this next phase to look. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have all the details in place. I want the house to have blue shutters and have a stone, cobblestone driveway. No, it doesn't have to be that detailed, although if, it, if you want it to be, phenomenal. Or even new relationships. A friend of mine is going through a separation and a divorce right now, and she keeps saying to me, I can't even imagine if there's who the next person's going to, I don't even want to go there. And we don't have to, but we can give ourselves an idea of how we want to feel. And that is so magical, especially when we're creating something, a new business, a new life presentation, a new lifestyle. We get to allow ourselves to imagine, how do I want this next phase to feel? And that's such a gift from transitions. It's also an opportunity to rethink priorities. Oh my gosh, isn't that so true? Sometimes we go through life and we don't even realize that our actions are out of alignment with our priorities. 
our priorities might be, you know, family is a priority and taking care of myself is a priority, but look at my actions, right? I spend the least amount of time with my family. When I do, I'm distracted and I don't take care of myself, my body, my eating, my stretching, my mental health, my emotional health. Oh, wait a minute. Transition is an opportunity to reset and reassess our alignment with our priorities. Give ourselves permission to make these changes. But once again, so often we just go through transition times and just leave it up to the way things turn out, (laughs) other people's demands. But it's such a beautiful moment actually to take back our power and say, no, I'm going to actually use this transition to reset and recalibrate with my priorities and my values. Oh, what a beautiful moment to do so. Another beautiful gift in transition is an opportunity to be intentional with new habits, with new structures in our lives. Ask yourself, what am I no longer willing to tolerate from myself or from the behaviors of others? We actually get to put into place new habit patterns and transitions are the greatest time to do that, especially when we're creating something. So this could be stepping into retirement, starting a new practice, starting a side gig, starting parenting, starting empty nesting. They're all starts. They're all new beginnings. And that gives us an opportunity to have intention about new habit patterns, instilling new practices or rituals in your day or in your thinking or in your self-care. Transition is so beautiful because it has limitless potential. That's where the unknown literally is limitless. It's the one time when we can open the doors and say, oh my gosh, I have no idea what's about to happen, but there's so many possibilities. We don't give ourselves enough time to dream in that moment and open our minds to the new possibilities. What it requires is giving ourselves space and time to dream. And dreaming creativity, that creative process of thought, lives in calming our nervous system down. And I think this is when transition times feel so challenging is because we give ourselves high expectations of the outcome, high expectation of the transition. It's got to happen fast. It's got to be painless. It's got to be, you know, least expensive. I mean, we give ourselves all these rules and each one of those demands really amps up our nervous system, puts us in higher stress. And when you're in stress mode, you cannot be in creative mode. It's just not possible. High stress mode, as we know, decreases our executive function, but it also limits us from creativity, from possibility, from greater perspective. So the best gift we could give ourselves in transition is slowing down. Literally taking a deep breath and calming ourselves down and giving ourselves a moment for enormous self-compassion. For me, what that looks like is getting outside and breathing. 
during transition times when we feel most strapped for time, once again, also just a perspective, many times our transition urgency is an urgency we're placing on ourselves, not anyone else. I even noticed that coming up from my husband and I recently with selling this lake house. He said, oh, it has to happen by November. No, it doesn't. It actually, the only limitations on transition are the ones we put on them. Giving ourselves a moment to take a deep breath actually helps us to calm our nervous system. Giving ourselves permission to not add urgency or at least to be aware when we do and then release that urgency with compassion, that calms the nervous system. Now we can see it with new perspective, with new calm, with new eyes to recognize opportunity. Transitions are beautiful. They're incredible. I love transitions. I love change. I love the excitement of it, the promise of it, the opportunity for it, the creative pursuits within transition times. You know, as the fall is, the colors are changing, we know what's going to happen. Those leaves are going to fall. Those, that's what it's called, fall for. <laughs> and so many of us want to cling, but the leaves on the trees hold on to the warmth, hold on to the sunshine. But, oh, there's so much beauty on its way. And that kaleidoscope of color that's about to hit us is so exciting. Sweater weather, <laughs> all those beautiful things. And in that is enormous possibility. So... Whatever transition you're going through right now, you're not alone. Honor it. Get excited about it. Because when you get excited about it, when you can stay in those higher energy vibrations, emotional vibrations of excitement and hope and opportunity and gratitude and being able to recognize the colors of the leaves in front of you, being able to recognize the beauty of the transition not just the outcome, but the actual transition. That's the magic, the new skills that you're learning, the new growth that you're seeing in yourself. And sometimes it hurts, yes, but even that is beautiful because the pain of loss of saying goodbye to someone, saying goodbye to an old identity, saying goodbye to a love, to a connection, to a relationship, even that is beautiful because it is, holds in it so much value for what was, for the preciousness of that moment, of that relationship, of that gift. Every part of transition gets to be a gift. So if you're going through anything right now, I'm here with you. You're not alone. And I gift this episode to you for a new perspective. What is there to be excited about? to honor, to have gratitude for? And can you hold an intention for new possibilities, for purging, for letting go of old labels that honestly might have been restricting you and limiting you? And what, how excited can you get for the unknown? And you know, at the same time, the doors for radical happiness for practitioners are closing this Friday, 
the 13th of October. So I think this episode is being released days before we close the doors. And I want to invite each and every one of you into this incredible program. The impetus of this nine-week program is for you to cultivate the tools and the practices to navigate the next transition from 2023 to 2024 with enormous ease, enormous empowerment and possibility, enormous success, and yes, radical happiness because it's in that radical happiness space that we can do good. So the intention was to create this beautiful container and accelerated container from September 6th, from, sorry, from October 16th, that's the start date, until mid-November to really empower you into this next year. So the 2024 actually becomes the year that you do make change. And I'm welcoming this cohort only to women. So if you're out there listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this perspective, this fresh perspective, I wish I had this around everything. I wish I had that feeling of empowerment that Taryn's talking about. I wish I had the practices to really face scary things, things that are scary and not be hemmed in by them, not be limited by them, but actually be boosted by them. You have got to get into Radical Happiness Boost. It is amazing. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. But if you're listening to this as you're driving, don't worry, I've got you. It's at www.thebizofhappiness.com, B-I-Z of happiness.com. You will not regret it. Get in there. Let's make the end of 2023 the year that changed everything for you. It's possible. And let's make this transition time an empowered one that sets us up for success. Oh, and, and the other big news is for all my dental peeps out there who are considering this course, the exciting news is you get 14 PACE CE credits for doing the course. That's huge. <laughs> I mean, what's better, guys? Personal empowerment and personal development and credits towards your licensure. I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. Get in there. I can't wait to see you. And remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.